It's called Artist of the Month. And our artist that is sponsoring the show this month is a good buddy of mine, Mr. Aaron Tanner. I need y'all to go look him up on all his social medias. Uh, Aaron Tanner Music on Instagram. Aaron Tanner Music on Facebook. Uh, AaronTannerMusic.com. His TikTok, surprise, Aaron Tanner. My dude likes to mix gospel and some honky-tonk music. I've had him in the studio a couple times. He's a cool dude. So y'all please go check him out. If any of y'all are interested in booking him, email him at B-A-Tanner, T-A-N-N-E-R, 89 at gmail.com or call him at 912-246-4977. Aaron Tanner is our artist of the month for January 2023. How about some cowboy stuff? My buddy, old friend, Chris Sapp, owner of Desperado and Company over at the Pooler Tanger Outlet Mall. They are in Suite 611. They offer all kind of Western wear. Boots, toddlers, youth, women's, men's, everything. They have Ariat wallets, phone cases, men and women's jewelry, uh, Montana silversmith, belt buckles, Ariat belts for men. They offer clinch. Ariat and Wrangler are their main brands of clothes. Lots of exotic boots. Uh, guys, I saw some of the stuff that they're bringing me and some of the stuff I get to try on. Let me tell you, there's a lot of great Western wear places that are up in Nashville that I get to go to. This place compares to every single one of them. So what I need you guys to do is look up Desperado and Company, Chris Sapp. Their phone number is 912 912- Six zero four zero three eight nine. Go check them out. Get all turquoise the hell up. Get all westerned up. Look like a cowboy cowgirl. Western fashion is the coolest shit to me, by the way. And uh, the fact that they're on board as a sponsor now, I can't wait to try on some of the stuff that he has sent me and everything that they have sent me in pictures uh, to get my size in. Dude, it's all banging. It's all awesome. So look up Desperado and Company now. Mr. Chris Sapp, once again, the Puller Tanger Outlet Mall, Suite 611. Now, a couple days ago, I did a show with Miss Lori from Lori's Dive-In over in Alamo. She brought me and Gracie all types of food, even a keto pizza, a cauliflower pizza. I've never ate anything like that before in my life. And let me tell you, it was banging. The wings were amazing. She does this special mix-up with lemon pepper and buffalo and it's out of this world. Her wings are cooked better than almost any place I've ever been. Um, so what else did she bring us? She brought us fried Oreos. She brought us fried pickles. Uh, the barbecue was awesome. The hamburger was banging. When you go there too, folks, you can go back and listen to the whole episode between me and her. Her staff is awesome. You feel like you're at home. 
it's just the best little place around. I know whenever we go through Alamo or I'm going down 16, I'm going to divert myself to go get lunch there. Y'all please go check her out. Her phone number is 912-568-1645. It's on Commerce Street over in Alamo. You can't miss it. It's Lori's Dive-In. Go get fed good. Go get treated good. You're not going to get better service from better people anywhere around here. So go check her out now. Let me tell you guys about the baddest insurance agent around these parts, Miss Jenna Carr. She's an alpha insurance agent. She handles home, auto, life, and business. She's located in Macon, Georgia at 3312 Northside Drive, Suite C-160. Uh, let me tell you about Miss Jenna. Not only is she just the sweetest, cutest damn thing you ever seen, but she takes care of business like a true professional. I love dealing with her. Uh, she's done got me hooked up with life insurance because let's be honest, I'm going to need it. And uh, every time I've ever dealt with her, a complete pleasure. So y'all do me a favor now. Give her a call and go look her up on social media. Jenna Carr. Alpha Insurance Agency, and that phone number in Macon is 478-621-7065. Tell her that you need the same package, home, life, auto, all that good stuff that she hooked me up with. Okay. Hi, guys. Thank you for listening to the Josh Terry Podcast uh, in Nashville Recording. Uh Today, Mr. Dustin Heron is hanging out with me. Um, he's a, you're almost completely back healed, right? We're getting there. Fuck. Well, won't you tell him what's happened? By the way, thank you for all my beers and alcohol last night. It was a good show, and it was worth it. Well, not many people spoil me and actually buy me beers like that. I usually pay other people's tabs, so thank you, Lee Tucker. You're welcome. Well, thank you. Uh... Had a really good time, and uh, it's first time I've got to see you in a while. Um, why don't you tell everybody what's kind of happened with you lately, and then uh, we'll have some fun. Well, long story short, I fell out of a tree. What were we supposed to be doing the week that you fell out of the tree? Well, it was the week after I fell out of the tree. We were supposed to go to the Iron Bowl. And we and got we, screwed on that. I'm sorry about that. You guys could have still went to the Iron Bowl. would have been the same. Would, I'm with you. I'm with you. would have been the same. I agree. But you, you still had the option to go. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's, I, was, I knew that was gonna, not going to work. I tried. It's great. I like the way it's sitting, though. Yeah, dude. Oh, this does kind of work. Fuck it. So what's happening right now is we're sitting in this really cool Airbnb. Yeah. It's as big as, I don't know, how many people could fit in here? Not many. Maybe 10? Two Tuckers. <laughs> That's messed up. I don't care. Yesterday, I told you you look like crap, and you immediately thought I was calling you fat, yeah. and you just went savage on me. You were like, that vesture is a little tight to be talking about other people. I was like, <laughs> I was just talking about your overall well-being. I knew that you had been around him, and me and him got a little beef right now. So I just... When do y'all not have beef? Y'all like the USDA. Y'all always got beef. Fuck him. Golly. He's okay. not, not... First of all, I can't let you sit here and talk bad about him when he's not here to defend himself. Uh, well, he'd have to come around to do that. Did you tell him there would be roast? No, he doesn't deserve my roast. He'll just say, uh, "He'll just say I misplaced it." 
Well, I don't know why you would steal Leroy's favorite toy, but that's on you. Why does Leroy have a favorite fucking toy? Apparently. Well, how did, how does, never mind. That's another show in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for y'all that don't know, Lee Tucker has his new doggy named after himself, Leroy. And Josh, he is so kind, he lets Josh stay at his house. He does. Thank him very much for that. But every I'll time, never do it again. But though. every time, I know you won't, because Lee's not going to let you. I know he's not. Actually, Leroy's not going to let you. He's because not allowed to. The last time. Because apparently Leroy expresses his opinions on things with Lee. We're not going to get too sidetracked, but all I got to say is there's a bottle of whiskey and a, and a dog's favorite toy missing. And, and I'm Josh, blamed for both. And Josh had something to do with both, both. of them. Probably both are sitting right there in plain sight. <laughs> but anyway. No, so man, everything was rocking on, dude. I, I had a great year. I just, it was the best year I've had in a long time for a lot of reasons. Like, a lot of good things were happening. A lot of bad things had happened too, but like I was, oh man, that must be my agent calling. Right now. They, they just heard us talking. It is my agent. This is awesome. <laughs> Bill collector is what that yeah. is. <laughs> Honestly, that's my buddy. That's my buddy Taylor Cromer, and you need to actually get him on your show. Who's Taylor? He is. I met him when I first got to town. He's out of Georgia. Yeah. And he's like a Southern rock type guy. That's when cool. I, when I tell you, he doesn't give a dang. He doesn't. That's not the long haired dude you introduced me to at Kimberly Atwood's show back in December, is it? That's all going to be blurry because that's okay. after the fall. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's okay. when. That's yeah. when December. Oh yeah, is. yeah. it would have been. It would have been. Yeah. Yeah. I think I know. Okay. I think, I think I know. Anyway, okay. long story, look what I was getting at, back to the point was, okay. had a great year, man, for a lot of reasons, and I just had, a, you know, we had a new song coming out called Roll Tide, and uh, we were going to go to the game, we we're going to promote it, you know, it was going to be like, I was going to actually try this TikTok thing, you yeah. know, and um, it meant, I mean, this song meant a lot to me, but anyway, I just made this TikTok post about, you know, being in the woods and having such a great life, and everything I was so thankful for and like, I know I'm blessed and all this stuff. And it wasn't that, I think it was that afternoon I was bow hunting and I use a climber. And while I had got up the tree, I was up there about 27, 30 feet, something like that. That's what they ended up finding out. But while I'm hooking up my safety harness, a climber works by wrapping, it has a cable that wraps around the tree, then it has a fork on the front that kind of pinches against the tree, and the cable holds you with tension. Well, this tree was super hard, super straight, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> the tree was a bad tree, and I knew... That was a bad joke. That was a horrible joke. <laughs> I missed The Office so bad on Netflix, I can't... Whoever made that it's decision... On, it's on Peacock. Okay. It's still out there. Well, I'm sure I'll share you a password. You share me a password. Okay, okay. got you. Anyway, these are 2023 problems yep. and 2023 solutions. Anyway, the way tension the tension works by just that's how ten, that's yeah. how the thing the word tension is what I get, I get. holds it. Well, because I made it extra loose, that's what she said. There we go. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you how I fell out of a no, tree. I get it. I get it. I get it. We're just sexual pods. No, we're just childs. Childish. We're children. Children acting childish. And you have the college education. There's a difference. I'm educated, not smart. There's a big difference. Okay. I've, I've always said that. I like that. Back to falling out of the tree again. Um, anyway, while I'm hooking up the safety harness, I have a rope that tethers to the tree, and then I have a clip that goes up to the rope. And I stepped backwards to reach that rope, and when I did, I broke the tension, and then down it went. I heard the carabiner click. 
So in my head, I was like, maybe I rung that loop. And this is like split second. Yeah. So I like spread my arms out as fast as I can, preparing for that strap to yeah. grab me. And when it didn't grab me, I went through the, the top part of the climber where you sit and my arms kind of spread out. And that slowed me down just enough to like kick my feet out from under me. And I fell flat. So I landed flat on my back. Damn. And that was good though, because had I went straight down, there was, there was a rock down there about the size of like an igloo cooler. Mm -hmm. And I just landed perfectly on it flat. Ooh. So I just did a backbreaker and that kept my head from hitting anything that, that kept me from breaking. If I don't, if I went my feet first, I think it would have broke my right legs back. and then my back would have yeah. broke. So, I mean, I mean, I fucking hate you broke your wrist, but I'm glad you only broke your wrist. That, that's what I think at a certain point. When people so when you were telling when I was telling people yeah I yeah. fell out of a tree stand had a hunting accident fell out of a tree stand what happened broke my wrist yeah maybe cracked some ribs that kind of stuff people were like oh so you were just like you fell off the ladder or something you know what I mean I was like no this isn't your normal little shooting house eight feet off the ground that I fell out of I mean it was dumb it was up there it was dumb and I had just what's so embarrassing is I had just given a speech to my buddies who came up here and we all went camping and bow hunting up on the lake we just stayed out there on an island and i literally told him i was like it's just a numbers game like it's a matter of time you're gonna have an accident and you just hope that you don't fall or you're you have to be tethered into that safety harness so like first thing you have to do when you get up that tree is put that safety wrap it all around the tree a lot of people actually wrap around the tree and as they climb they move the rope the safety harness that the part that attaches to the tree they move it in increments as they go up Whereas, how did you get out of the woods? So luckily, I had my phone in my pocket. So I already, I let me go back and tell this first. So I climb the tree just like I do every day. I mean, that's basically what I do during that time of year. I hunt every day. I write, then I go hunting, or hunt, then go riding, whatever. Um, so as soon as I get up the tree, my little process is the first thing I do once I get up the tree. Safety harness wraps, the, the rope wraps around the tree. I clip in. Then I grab, pull up my bag, pull up my uh, bow, all that stuff. Well, as soon as I get up the tree, I heard something coming. So I thought it was a deer. It ended up being a fox. So I get my phone out. I'm, like, filming the fox, you know, just to have it. So by then, I've already gotten comfortable in the four or five minutes it took for him to come through. I pull up my bow, my everything. I got my, my – everything's already in the tree, and I haven't locked in yet. Then I fall out of the tree. Luckily, my phone was in my pocket, but all my stuff's up in the tree. And it took a good minute for me to get my breath back. And in that little minute of catching my breath, you know when you got like a real bad cough, you can taste like the blood, like the irony oh, yeah. taste? Yeah, that's every <clears throat> morning I wake up. <laughs> and you don't smoke. That's, mm -hmm. that's funny. I drink way too much. Is it eating away at your esophagus? Probably. Ooh, that, that's another... I want to go get that checked out. Tequila and white women. White, white tequila and women, or what did you say? Tequila and white women. Oh, we had white tequila last night. It was really good. Yeah, no white women. But anyway, so I, when I hit the ground, it took a minute to get that breath back, but I could taste that irony taste. Yeah. That scared me, dude. I was like. Oh, I imagine. I was like, oh, no. And I in like that split second, I just remember going like, no, 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 I, no. I was young, dude. Uh, I don't remember how old I was. But I used to really love wrestling, like really, really love it. And we used wrestling. to wrestling, wrestling, yeah, yeah, like you know what I'm saying. But we used to do it on the trampoline all the time, and we had a clothesline, old school clothesline, next to our trampoline. 
and me and my buddies used to just fucking go at it on the trampoline, like doing wrestling moves and everything on each other. Well, one night we was out here way too late, and when we got ready to go inside, I jumped off of the trampoline, just don't know why I forgot there was a fucking clothesline there, and hit the clothesline and went back. <laughs> Like, actually clotheslined myself with a clothesline. You literally clotheslined yourself. But there was a there was a, a sheetrock bucket on the, like, sitting straight up. And I landed back, right on my ah. lower back, knocked the breath out of me and scared me. I wasn't probably just that five seconds or whatever it would have been. You think you're fucking done. Like, I think you just fucking vegetabled yourself. Well, that's all I can, whenever I hit the ground... And I was like, uh, like I came out, you know, that little split second of panic. Yeah. And then I was like, excess, whatever. Like I'm looking at the situation in my head, and I look down at my hand, and I'm like, it's already like really swollen. So I guess I like karate chopped. I think I karate chopped the stand, yeah. the bottom, or either like you know how the oak trees have that little, little slump, or like, what do you want to call that? You know, where the roots are basically starting yeah. to come up, protruding up. I either I karate chopped that, or I karate chopped the stand, but. It, I look down and I'm like, well, that's definitely broke. Yeah. But it doesn't hurt or anything. I guess your adrenaline and stuff. Like I didn't even. So that's broke. And then I like tried to roll, like roll over, and it just. I guess your body just. I could have got out. It of goes the, into shock. Yeah, I guess it, it goes into shock. And I just remember, you know how you have that when you're like really sick, feeling that really like you're you get hot, oh, and then the, you get yeah. that that cool sweat comes on you. Oh boy, that's Man. the worst. And it was so peaceful though. And I was just like, I'm just going to lay here for a second. This feels good, you know? That's your body saying you're fucked. And then I was like, no, 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 you can't lay here. You got caught. And I was like, man, yeah. this is fixing to be oh, bad, boy. you know? And I had just texted my buddy, um, Goose Gossett, who had actually helped me earlier in the year in the same spot. He had helped me track a deer and drag the deer and all this. And I actually texted him just to see if he was at the same wildlife management area up here outside of Nashville. He said he wasn't. So I didn't know anybody that was around that could come help me. And I was like, I probably need to call the cops, you know? But I was yeah. so, imb I was like, man, this is about to be bad. You know what I mean? Nashville like songwriter, yeah. found in woods. I ain't trying to be Kane Brown. That's what know? I was just about to you say. You know what I mean? Here I am talking smack about all these boys, and I'm the one falls out of a tree. But, yeah. But oh. anyway, when I, and I, and I called the, I, I was like, it's going to be, it is going to be what it is. We're about to light the woods up. You know yeah. what I mean? So I called 911, man, and luckily... I guess you just kick into like do it mode or whatever, yeah. you know. And it was just like, this is where I am. This is this is how you need to get me. I'm like telling her all this stuff. She's like, no, no, calm down. It's fine. Yeah. We already got uh, we already got you pulled up. We know where you're at. You're gonna get a text message from one of the first responders here in a second. All you have to do is share this link to him, and they'll know exactly where you're at. And I'm gonna stay on the phone with you. And I guess like. 45 minutes later, I could hear sirens and stuff, and it's it's not dark yet. I mean, it's yeah. still – I mean, I felt like 3.30, 3.45, and I can hear the sirens, and I'm like, gosh, you know, they're coming. And uh, I grabbed my orange vest, and I just threw it up in the air until it, like, landed on some little shrub tree yeah. or something so they, at least they could see that because, I mean, they're like, describe the area. The woods. I don't know, the woods. Yeah. What are you seeing? fucking trees yeah, around Yeah, what are you me. seeing? Trees. You know, and I was like the first guys that got there, the first guy who got there was the only one that, in my opinion, had some good sense. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, I see him. I found him. You know, he gets there and he's assessing everything. And I'm telling him, you know, like, 
I think I'm, my back's hurting really, really bad. I know I broke my wrist. My, at the time, my shoulder was dislocated. And anyway, they get me in there. Like, park rangers show up, game wardens show up, deputy sheriffs, firefighters, EMS. They all finally make it in there. And the guy, at this point, the EMS guy is the only one there first. And he's like, and this guy knew what he was doing. And he was like, we're going to wait till I get some help. And we're going to either put you on a, a body board or we're going to put you in this, like, it's like a bag that has handles on it. Yeah. And he's like, we're going to tote you out. We're going to figure out what they want to do. So we're sitting there just kind of BSing, you know, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm in pain. Like, I can't talk. Like, everything's just hard to do. And some, like, deputy sheriff kid, while they're waiting to figure out to get the ambulance down there, he's like, you see a lot of deer around here and all this stuff. And I, I was just at this point, I was just. I said, buddy, I would talk to you about deer hunting any other time, but right now I just don't need to be answering any questions. And he's like, oh, look, there's an old scrape over here. There's a rub. No wonder. Is it? I mean, I was just like, Jesus. Then they put in. <laughs> read the fucking room. I was like, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, read the room. And that other guy's like, I apologize. That's the dude that fucking comes up to a car wreck and then be like, you know what? I like this model. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Definitely wasn't wearing the seatbelt. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, but then the dude's like, so uh, they're like, we're going to bring a four-wheeler in here and get you out. And I was like, that's not going to work. There's too many ditches. There's too many rocks. I said, there's a gas line down here. It's 150 yards away. All you have to do is drive to the end of the road. There's going to be a gate there on the state park. Y'all got to cut the lock. So if you cut the lock, you can drive down that old abandoned road, hit the gas line, and y'all can pick me up. Well, these guys... You know, it's Friday, and I mean, and, I, and I, I'm so appreciative of them coming to get me, and I don't remember which group it was. I don't know if it was the sheriff deputies or what, but they were like, well, we got that new RTV. We need to try that out. So they're like, bring so it. Yeah, they just wanted something to do. <laughs> so they're like, bring it. So I'm laying on the ground still, and I, I mean, at this point, I'm like, I'm kind of, it's been over an hour. And they've been there with me. For an hour. Nah, no, nah, they hadn't been with me for an hour. But you've but been it, on the ground for an hour. Yeah. And this guy was like, hang on, buddy. We're going to figure out how to get you out of here. And I was like, that ain't going to work. I was like, that, that's not what y'all don't need to drive it in these woods. Drive it to the gas line. They're like, okay, bud. We're just trying to figure out how to get you out of here. You know, like all of a sudden, I'm the, and I was like, listen to me. You're not listening. Like, buddy, we're just trying to think of some ways to get you out. Oh, man, you know what? We could get a boat in here. We could get a boat in here, and then we could just put them on the boat, and then the ambulance can just meet us over there at the landing. And I was going to listen. I said, listen to me. Listen to me. Like, I, you're not putting me on a boat, dude. You're not. He was like, sir, we're just trying to think of ways to get you out. I was like, tote me to this gas line and put me in the back of that ranger. All right, bud, you know. So the ranger shows up. It's not a ranger. It is an easy-go golf cart. So these guys are thinking they're <laughs> – I can hear it. It's, uh, there's better ones at the municipal golf course than what the, the, they gave that department. Yeah. And those poor guys are thinking they're getting one of those jacked-up Polarises that all the cops down on Broadway have. Yeah. They're going to get to try all these cool toys. No. Nah, they got this gas got burner, easy go. easy go coming down there. <laughs> and they're talking to And the guy's still going, well, we can put him on there sideways and then just walk in front of him and keep the limbs from hitting him. And I finally, I just lost it. I said, what part of drive the truck through the road through the gate to the gas line, are y'all not getting? And he's like, you know what? I think we need to just drive a truck down here and put him in the back of the truck. 
So they, they put me in that bag, and as they're toting me out, like picking up the straps, it pops my shoulder back in. So that all, that felt – it uh, it did, but it felt good after yeah. that. It, like, went numb. And then when they're going to put me in the back of the – now we're putting me in the back of, like, a work truck. Yeah. The, <laughs> the They got me strapped in this board on this box thing, and there's a – the toolbox goes down almost to the, the bed of the truck. Well, now they can't close the tailgate because they got to shove my feet and stuff under this tail. And I'm just, I'm talking about every bump, man, is just killing me. And I got these guys talking about deer hunting and I got all of it. And I'm just like, get me to this ambulance. And I, when they finally, get, there's limbs just slapping the truck. And I'm just like, had they put me on that easy go, I would own this department over here. I about wish they would have. I deserved it. But I was being, I mean, like I said, I was, I was trying to be as calm and as accommodating and as nice and as helpful as I could. You know, I, I talk a lot of shit about Lee Tucker, but there's a game that I played, and I don't know if I ever told you that I played this game. But to make myself get out of, like, certain depressions or certain funks or just make myself laugh sometimes, I think about what would Lee Tucker do in the same exact situation. Lee Tucker? In your, the, I want you to just picture – if Lee would have been in that same exact situation, same everything happened to him that happened to you, and how funny it would be oh, to, he, to he, us. He would have cussed those dudes up the road. They would have left him. I bet he got out of the woods faster than I did, though. Oh, yeah. And that was my fault oh, because yeah. at the time, you know, I, I wasn't being as assertive as I needed to be. Oh, that's until, what I mean. Until I realized these guys, some of those guys were, like, really young. And I think they were probably not on the football team and stuff back in school. Yeah. So they got a little – I don't know what yeah. badge they had or flashlight or what they were. And I'm not disrespecting the, sm the smart guy yeah. who got me out of the woods. But one of the guys definitely was a volunteer probably. Tucker would have been so absurdive. That's what I meant. Like he would have been life flighted out of there for a broke wrist. There would have been a helicopter get his ass out of there in five minutes or he would have owned the department. Like he, They would have – God, it would have been wonderful. He'd be like, damn, y'all act like you ain't never got a person out of the woods before. He would have made them feel bad about themselves. Oh, yeah. Well, the 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 best feeling in that world was when I heard those ambulance doors close. And that guy said, it's okay, I got you now. And I was like, all right, brother. I'm, his name was Christian. And uh, I, I just kind of went out for there. And then I was like, oh, by the way, we've already wasted this much time. Don't take – it's okay. Take me to a good hospital. Like, yeah. don't, you don't got to get me to the fir the first one you can come to. He said, "Oh man, we're gonna get you over here to." Shit. I don't remember what it's called. Oh, we good. I just I dropped my phone. Oh, I thought your phone was ringing or something. It is, but I'm I'm silencing it. Gotcha. Oh yeah, dude. I, I hate that you had to go through all that, and I hate that uh, I hate they were kind of incompetent just a little bit. It was just funny. The boat, the boat one. When they, it was like they were just want to try out some new toys. And I get it. You want to try out new gadgets. I just didn't want it done on, on my expense. Yeah, I don't blame you. But also, too, I think in, like, those um, those situations, you don't really get trained for that either. Or, I think you should get trained for that. But one of the things that uh, I know when we've had, like, police officers and shit on here, one of the things that they bitch about a lot is how under-trained they are. Like, there's a so lot they don't – it's not it, – like, they're saying, teach us how to yeah. do this or a let lot, us – A lot of the officers that you meet that are actually, like, really good police officers – they are constantly are educating themselves outside yeah, of the to. department. They have to. A lot of folks don't get that. It's where they want better training. 
They want to know how to do certain things. Those guys, even like we're laughing about it, like the easy go, they don't know what the fuck they get half the time. It's the same thing with their training. They were so disappointed when they rolled it off that trailer. I could hear it in their voices. Like, that ain't. How come Metro get? How come Metro gets the four by fours and we're out here with the easy go? I was like, oh, dude, I just that's fucked up. So that's my fun story about falling out of a tree. Well, I hate that it happened, uh, but I, don't know, I think something good's gonna come out of it. Yeah, I mean, you've been nicer since then. I hope that like it's not just like a placebo effect or something, but like I really do feel different, and I don't and. and I don't know if it has to do like we were talking about. You know, my grandfather passed away. I had a whole bunch of bad stuff I'm going. Very, very sorry for that, brother. Well, it's oh. we were expecting it, and it wasn't. You know, I'm thankful for the time that I got to be there, and I was able to go home and do therapy and stuff back over the holidays, and I got to be at home. And I maybe because I got hurt, yeah. I was there. You know what I mean? I, I would have probably, I would have came back because he's been fighting this yeah. um, dementia for so long. It was the later stages. And at a certain point, you just you you can sit there all day long, and it just is a day to day thing. Some days they're really good, and you, they know you, and they want to talk to you. And then the next day, they don't have, know a thing in the world. So, like at a certain point, I probably would have ran from it in a way. Like, yeah. say, I got to go back to work, I got to get on the road or something, and I wouldn't have been there for the good days, you know. So it's it's I, you know, this I, I don't even I can't imagine. I've got I. It would have been very hard for me to deal with that. I've never I've never had to. Well, I will say this: it, it, all the bad stuff happened all at one time. Yeah, it ain't like I had to get over. It. It's just like let's just get it all. Let's let all the bad stuff happen, and come out, you know, better at the other end. And yeah, my shit doesn't ever go like that. My shit is like, you know what? We're gonna go really good for a little bit. Then we're gonna fucking sledgehammer today. Yeah, and then a little bit, a little bit good. We're gonna let you get cheerful. Sledgehammer. Well, this is this is what's so funny about that little TikTok I posted. In my mind. I said in my head, this is just the way it's always been my whole life. Yeah. Prior to when I fell out of this tree, I'm I'm hoping I can have like pre tree fall, post tree fall, and yeah. like, like he's a better person post tree fall. Something you know, I don't know that, but I Hank Williams Jr. falling down. <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope. Grow a fucking beard. <laughs> grow a beard. Grow a fucking beard. I'm trying to grow a beard. Good. Yeah. You won't look like a, a PE teacher anymore. <laughs> okay. I deserve all that, and I'm taking it with strides. I need to get a haircut. I think it's time for a new everything. But anyway. I don't fucking get ready to curls. I had to cut it some. I knew my grandfather would roll over in his grave if I'd have showed up in the shape I was in because my hair was pretty yeah. bad. But what, what, what were we talking about? Oh, I knew that this is how I was, and my whole life has been this way. Things would be going – it was going so good, I said something bad's about to happen. Yeah. Like – like, I have no idea where I get that outlook from. And, and it's not – I hope I don't will things into existence. Yeah. But I'm telling you, my whole life, things will be going, like, kicking. And it's like you're on a mountain, dude, and then, bam, Wait you got a up. valley coming. Yeah. But what's cool about it is, like, luckily in life, like, as I got older, like, what I used to consider, like, a tragedy or, like, a super bad thing. It, it's stepped up incrementally, but yeah. you, every time you step up, you know I can. I made it through that. It's gonna suck for a minute. I'm gonna make it through this, and yeah. those just you come. I think you have to have those. Like I used to. I think a lot of people don't understand what those like those moments mean. I used to hate the fact that you had bad days, but if you don't have bad days, you don't appreciate the good shit. That's no doubt. Like you have to. If you didn't know, let, let me ask something. 
if you didn't used to, if you didn't lose a baseball game, you didn't appreciate how, how good it felt to win, but not just how good it felt to win, the effort that it took to win, mm-hmm. like the preparation. Like you start <clears throat> to appreciate stuff it takes to do better, to win, to, to make yourself a better person. Like losing or failing or whatever, it, it sucks and everything, and you don't appreciate the bad. But when you start looking at what it takes to do good or become better, like the whole process, it starts to mean more. But it wouldn't mean anything if it didn't hurt so bad to lose or whatever. Well, I think everybody has their own bad thing that's going to happen in life. And everybody's prepared for those in different ways. And who am I to tell somebody what they're going through that I don't consider is really a bad thing, you know? But to them, it is. That is world crushing or because they haven't, they're not there yet. And like a lot of, a lot of, kids you know they grow up tough there's a lot of kids that are probably way more tough than we are younger than us because they've been through it already you know but yeah you can't define some what trauma is to somebody you can't define what heartbreak is to somebody yeah everybody's heart breaks differently but the same what what's going on with you today dude you like tapping into like your emotional emotional I'm side of day? over i've been drinking for fuck binge drinking i get emotional really you didn't know that? I, every time that like I'm super hungover, or I've been on a bender, I'll have like a day or two, super fucking emotional. Very, I'm <laughs> like a crybaby. You might need to take a pregnancy test, dude. I might need to. You got to fuck for that. <laughs> Why do you got to use the bad word? I like the bad word. That's a strong word. It is strong word. Strong words. What were you talking about at the bar last night? I was being flirtatious. By the way, I want you to know something. What? You at the bar last night was the happiest I've ever seen you. Like I said, man, you were happy. I, I, I'm not. I'm. I hope it's not just a phase. I hope it's not a phase. I will tell you this. Just being, I've been away from Nashville for for longer than what I was away for this little term. I was only gone like forty days. I remember when I left. I left Nashville during the pandemic because you couldn't do anything, and I wasn't going to stay up here and do nothing. But even then. After a year being gone, I came right back in and I just went right back to the same grind of Nashville. And this is what I was telling you yesterday. I don't know if it was being home back around like real people, real friends, real people who care, people that are, you know, all shapes, colors, creeds, everybody gets along, just good people. I don't know if it was that or if it was, like I said, all the, the fall or my grandfather or what, but like I pull up and I see a homeless person and used to you had learned how to just not feel anything, just block it out mm-hmm. because that's just the grind of Nashville. Yeah. I can't, I ain't got time. I can't, what are you supposed to do? Put you, you're supposed to put your own mask on before you help anybody else. Yeah. Everybody's fighting so hard for whatever they're in for up here, whether that be music or just construction or real estate, everybody is dog eat dog so much. Like you almost lose that. Like that's a person. Like it, it hit me yesterday when I got off of my ex, I was like, how have I just been driving by these people? Not Got just I, I had gotten just tough to it yeah. or something. And then like I, when I'd go to a bar and I'd hear about somebody's song or something like that, and they were telling me they were so excited because you know somebody was pitching it to somebody for them, and man, they got their fingers crossed. And you know I wouldn't even be excited for them because I was like, you got heartbreak coming, brother. Let you know George Strait ain't cutting no outside songs. I know you think you, you know what I mean? And that's a horrible way to look at something. Because you don't know, I don't know that. Just because it. 
just because every time they say they're taking outside cuts, you look on a George Strait record, it's just him and his son writing all the songs. Yeah. Of course, Dean Dillon, he, yeah. you know, got his name in there. Somewhere. He's gonna be in there somewhere, but yeah. you know, but who's to say? But anyway, just like little stuff, like hearing people talk last night, like it was refreshing to have new faces in town doing something, and they're not, they're they don't, they're only doing it because they love it. And I was genuinely excited to hear everybody's new stories and what they've been doing and what they want to do. Well, I'm having to catch myself a lot lately. Uh, there's a real fine line between being a realist and, and becoming jaded. Well, I know that I was pretty much on the the jaded side because yeah. not things that, that had just happened to me. I mean, I, that I'm okay, but you would just see things that happen to people you care about or people that you believe in. And you're like, I don't get this. Yeah. Like this person is so much better. She is, or they are so deserving. They work so hard or they try so hard. Those people just sometimes don't get picked. And it just, when you, when you have more respect for them than you do yourself and you believe in them more than you do yourself and they don't make it, it makes you pissed off, dude. Yeah. It's like, but then I was listening to Joe Rogan the other day and he was talking about prize fighting. Oh, and yeah. he was like, he was like, the best MMA fighter ain't necessarily getting paid the most money. They, it doesn't matter that you're undefeated. You need showmanship. You need flash. You need to put seats. You need to put asses in seats. Yeah. You got to sell some tickets. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, and he's like, and it's unfortunate, but it's like that in a lot of things. And I was like, immediately I just thought about like music business or yeah. any other, you know. Well, that's why you have people that have to have marketing companies. All right, you have you have people that have to have people that sit there and run their social media for them. All right, you you can be you have to have a whole team. Somebody like you, you can fucking write the music, you can sing the music. You can't do the social media. Well, but if you had somebody that was sitting here with you, all I'm day, not interesting though. You know what I'm saying? Like you are fucking interesting. not not You're not more interesting than you know you are. To me, that's not interesting. To me, I think I'm just a normal. I like hunting and fishing. I want to write songs and travel and play my songs. Okay. Same. Okay. But you know what I mean? I, I, Do you I, think I'm creative? I think you're creative. Okay. I don't think I'm that creative. But it, so you take two people like me and you and you stick them together, you almost have something that, that works. I've already, I've already told you I can't partner with you in any I, way. I I'm going to have to deny you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, it's I just did. a matter of time I get to... I get to blow up and act like I don't know you no more. That's yeah, fine. That's what I want to do anyway. Or actually, uh, you'll probably blow up, and then I'll have to say, I, and it'll be in a bad way. They're going to Morgan Wallen you one day. <laughs> Is that not the biggest blow up backwards thing ever? They tried to they tried to stop that dude, and he's bigger than anybody's ever been ever. Uh, you were the only one that was there, or had you just left when he came in after the CMAs at Red Door? I don't go to Red Door very often, to be you honest with you. You were there. You, uh, there was several, it was literally the last time I was in town with you. You must have just left. Okay. Uh, that dude looked miserable. He had so many people sitting around, he couldn't drink and party the way he looked like he wanted to. Really? Yeah, I felt bad for the dude. You can just tell, and I might have read, read it wrong. He was nice now. The dude was super nice. But you could tell, like, this is like he wanted to cut loose, and he looked like this, everybody with eyes on him. It's like he couldn't have fun he wanted to. But yeah, that really backfired. That um, really whoever, did. Whoever wanted to, to ruin him, backfired. But I think the way that all these people think that folks around here are woke and all this kind of shit, people know that the way that he even said that shit, people liked it. Like, 
that the whole other community that they thought I, I, were going to be offended yeah. was like, that's our dude. I don't know any black people that were offended no, by No, they it. wasn't. Yeah. The yeah. Karens of the world. Yeah. The, the women that look like you. They were the ones that were offended. <laughs> they were the only ones that were offended. And you're the telling, white bitches that looked like you know, were the ones that were offended. <laughs> I know now why you won't let me cut my hair because you won't have anything to make fun of. He's like, oh, he looks like a normal dude. If Lee Tucker ever gets in shape and you ever cut your hair, I have no more jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure you you'll find something to make fun of me about. Oh God! But yeah, that, that's I mean, but that is one thing, and I will say this, and maybe I did this to a fault. It was an enduring thing I thought to be myself and to say exactly what I thought when you at when you asked me. Well, I yeah. think I had almost got to a point maybe where I was telling you what I thought, whether you asked me or not, yeah. and that ain't cool. You know what I mean? No, but, I actually like that about you. Well, there, there's two. I just, I can't, man, it's just so hard for me. Like, I got to call a spade a spade. And if I see somebody do something that's BS, look, that's, I got to call you out on it. I'm not here 24-7. I've not lived here. I'm here a lot to where I know a good bit of folks now, but not any way that y'all are. Um, but one thing I, I can tell just from the amount of time I've been here and the people I've met, there's so much fake. There's so, there's so many people that you can tell that are just about what you can do for them and they're going to say and smile to your face. One thing I think is so genuine, the people that like you, you're, you're a lot like me, and I love this fact about me. I love, I love this about me. People don't like me. If they like me, they love me. There, there's no middle ground with me. Did you hurt your hand? I did when I set this down. You, you I, want think me? I, I think I've just been holding it so long. Oh, uh, you want me to come get it for you? No. Okay. I've just been yeah. holding the, the there, microphone. There's so no long. middle ground with me. You, you don't casually like me. You either like me or you either dislike me or you love me. Yeah. There's no middle ground. And You had an incubation period, though. Like, you have to grow on people. Yeah, it's okay. But, and that's the same way with you. <laughs> that's the same way with you. Is You're, you're going to be bluntly honest. People are going to know exactly where you stand with them. And that's how I am. You're going to know. I'm not going to be fake to you. I'm going to tell you how I feel, but I don't have to disrespect you either. Yeah. Like, I, I could just, I'm just not going to acknowledge you. Well, that's the thing. I, I swear, I... I don't mean any. I don't mean anything critically, uh, but I, I mean that's this is going down a rabbit hole. But, but the point is, you know I mean being being honest and being straight ain't a popular thing in it Nashville. Sh- it should be. I, I know it's not. You just got sometimes you just and this is nothing new. Yeah. We're not the first people. I'm not the first person to get in the politics of music business, yeah. but. It makes sense now whenever I first got here and people were like, nobody sent for you. Nobody, that's exactly what Charlie Monk, Charlie Monk, who he passed away, which was the mayor of Music Row. He passed away a a few days before my grandfather did. And that's who introduced me to Charlie Monk because Charlie Monk grew up in Geneva, Alabama. They were dirt floor poor, like legit. And he went to Troy. I think he worked at the radio station at Troy, did like communications or something. And he was the Bobby Bones of the day. Back in the day, day he like helped get some artists going. Like, I got to go have lunch with the guy anyway. But he just told me all this. You know, he just said like, "There ain't nothing. Ain't nobody gonna help you, and ain't nobody sent for you." Yeah. And and then I've heard like other artists that I really respected coming up that never got really popular. They would just tell me how the ins and outs and why things work and how it don't work or how this. Will screw you or that'll screw you. And I was like, these all just sound like excuses. 
And like, I'm sitting here looking at people and I'm like, ah, you're just not tough enough. Ah, you're not this. But what it comes down to is sometimes you got to be able to bend a little and it's admirable for people who don't bend. Yeah. But if you don't bend, you can't expect everything just to go smoothly. You know, you can still do it your way all by yourself, but it's going to be you either a find, lot harder. You either got to find a new way to do something or you got to find a better way to do something that's already being done and still stay original to you. I don't know. I think they the old saying is if they if they knew the secret to it, they would have done bottled it up and sold it, you know, but Yeah. I, but back to the the whole point of sometimes being being normal, being straight, being whatever is just not the not the popular thing, you know. Calling a spade a spade in Nashville is not popular. Like it's it's, I think, though, it, it comes in cycles. Yeah. And I think even people who have been rewarded through mm-hmm. the wokeness, even most people are like, okay, I'm tired of this. Like, I, we, think, I can't I, yeah. do it. We can't do this anymore. Yeah. We've had enough of these type songs. We've had enough. You can still smoke in a bar if you want. You can do, you know what I mean? Um, holding the door for a lady ain't a bad thing. I'm not going to apologize yeah. for that. Uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I hope I hope that the more, not that I don't really care. Me and uh, uh, Georgette Jones were talking about it the other day uh, when we did this. Show. What is she like? Fucking amazing. Is she like her daddy or like her mama? It's probably more like her dad. Really? How? What is that like to know you're getting to talk to a direct descendant of George Jones? I mean, it's as close as you're gonna get to talking to George Jones. Yeah, you know, but- I mean it's. To know that she was as close, she was born in 70. He died in 2013. Mm-hmm. And they were close. And just as, man, it was wild. And it wasn't a short show. And she she was very, she, she, was, she was out there. Like, truth-telling, she didn't hold shit back or whatever. And um, that new show, she was a part of the new show that just came out, the, the show George and Tammy on Showtime. Okay. Um, so she was a huge part of it, like getting it made, telling the story. So she wanted it to be true to to George and Tammy. So like that was a unique thing that they kept singing together after they had got a divorce. Yeah, it was all for money, and George hated it. Like she talks about it in the show. There's even I'll show you the fucking clip because it breaks my fucking heart. Us as men knows when George's lip quivers in the clip that she sent me. What it what it is? George asked Tammy, and they even put it into the the show. George is in, they're in the middle of singing "Golden Rings," and he stops, and he he looks at Tammy and he says, "Are you happy?" And Tammy like blushes and is like, uh, "Now, George, you, you you know I am like trying to get him back on track." And George goes, "I can't do it no more." Oh boy. He couldn't do. He said, "I can't sing these songs because he still loved her." Yeah, and they weren't together. Yeah, ah. and dude, you just—he bites his lip, and he's just doing that. And I—I'd never noticed it. You are getting emotional, man. I'm trying to picture this in my head, seeing that man. I, oh, I—I'm bring it up while we're sitting here looking oh, at Paul it. Shop in Chicago. God. And then, like, I was telling her, um, and what was cool, I was telling her about, um, oh, here it is, right here. Couples here, gazing at. Watch this. Oh, 
Oh, you see that? Oh, it's like it was like it, it, he was smiling, but then when he shook his head, that was. Mm. <laughs> Boy, dang, that is rough right there. Yeah, cause you, cause me and you both know what that is. That's 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 that love. That's that. I'm fucking sorry for every bad thing I've ever done. I love you. Ah, shit, that hurt. <coughs> she told me about it, and I I had I had to find it, and like she she pretty much said that. George's could never, never get over. He, like he and everything that uh, everything that it, that you would ever say about George, like all the stuff that was ever said about him, um, they said it was true. Like the stuff that he hated, though, and it, it makes sense. Like the no show stuff, he hated being on stage. He never wanted to perform. He said all he, she said all he wanted to do was write songs and drink with his buddies. Well. I learned a lot about George Jones that I didn't know watching Tales from the Tour Bus. And that was what She said that, that was so much bullshit and it she was? was so mad at it. It was? She said that the way that they portrayed some of it was such like her family's pissed about it. So they kinda over embellished yeah. some of it a little bit. Yeah, so the duck stuff and all that stuff was literally when George was having a mental breakdown. Yeah. Like they made it like he was I mean, he was losing his mind, but it was more. When like, he like coked out of his mind, yeah, he was and stuff. Out, yeah, yeah, he was he was way out here. But it was like literally, he's having a fucking mental break. But all of it was. Well, that's not even the stuff I. Yeah. That those aren't even the cool stories. Yeah, the cool stories to me were the ones from like the bandmates. Oh yeah, that's or like what, like that, when he did. He was a no show down in Florida, but it's because he was just tired of it, and he yeah. just went and got him a bucket of chicken and a box of beer and ro rode around yeah. drinking. I like and the, eating chicken. I like the Fort Myers story. That Fort, that was yeah, about I like the Fort Myers story. About four miles. Yeah, she she said that there's somebody, and she never said the name of the person. There's somebody in there that she made that George made his career. Uh, I, I don't know who it was. That that would have been uh, Johnny Paycheck. Well, no, we talk about Paycheck openly in the show, but there's somebody in there that, that, talk, that talks bad about her dad on the documentary, like talks about it in a way that the dude should have never talked about George that way. Um, and tales from the tour bus, and huh. like I, I don't I, recall. I, I, I've got to go back and watch. Maybe it. I, yeah. maybe I only heard what I wanted to. Yeah, hear. see, that's what I'm I, thinking. I'm too. like, I'm like, I don't want to hear yeah. that. Yeah, so I need, I probably need to go back and watch it. But so you know. heard the bad stuff, and all I heard was good stuff. Yeah, I, so I don't remember. Well, I'm gonna have to get a Showtime now so I can watch George and Tammy. Oh God, it's so fucking good, dude. The guy, that actor who's playing George Jones. Yeah. First of all, that dude's a really, yeah. really amazing actor, and he looks just like him. Did I'll have to show it to you too. I didn't know this, and I had to ask her because I didn't know this is how um, he stopped loving her today. Got recorded. It took George like a year to fucking actually record it because he just couldn't get it right. He didn't want to. He was bad, strung out at the time or whatever. He was in the recording studio, and the producer or whatever kept trying to get him to do it. He just couldn't do it. He didn't want to do it. He said it's too sad. Didn't want to fucking do it. He's like, I'm not doing this. It is a sad song. It's sad. It's the best it song of all the, fucking time. The greatest country song yeah. of all time. So anyway, the dude ends up calling up Tammy. And he's like, Tammy, George literally has probably the best song ever here. Will you please Will come you? to the studio, sit in the booth, and if he's watching you while he sings this song, it'll get cut. George has to look at Tammy sing that fucking song while he's strung out. And they do it. They, oh my God, they, they post the the way they did it in the sh in the doc or in the movie. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. So he, that's the real story. Yeah. So in, so they're gonna show it on. They already showed it. Yeah. Dude, oh, man. Oh my, let me tell you. 
I've never in my life. The way that they did the whole thing, and Georgette, she she just she said that it couldn't have been done better. And they even include her in it. Like she's a background singer in one of the scenes, and then at the very end of it, very last scene of the movie, she's on the tour bus with George and Tammy. Um, and it's like the end scene as they're going down the road, and it's them all singing together. Uh, they let her sing with the actors, and it's uh, the circle being broken. Hmm. And it is, boy. It, you just want to cry today, dude. I ain't, I ain't trying to cry today, bro. I don't know. I'm just in a, I'm in, I'm in a weird mood. Well, tomorrow's just like, I don't know. Tomorrow's cool for me. I like doing the stuff at Live Oak. And then uh, I'm glad you're a part of it. You, And uh, I don't know. I just love being up here. This is the only place I feel like fucking home anymore. Really? Yeah, I don't like being down there besides for my daughter. Right. I hate I come up here, and it's just like I like being around all these folks and everything, and I don't know. So the new hadn't wore off on you? No. I don't, I'm not up <laughs> I'm here I'm just enough. messing with you, man. Uh, it's, too, it's too much fun. I'm trying to find this fucking thing. Well, the, the fact that this city is growing as fast as it is, but it's still really small to us, the music scene to me is a really small thing, and everybody knows, you're going to know everybody. People are going to know who you are. Uh, you can't go anywhere without running into a songwriter. I mean, my Uber driver last night is a, a terrific drummer who's on tour with people, and he just does this, you know, during the week sometimes. I mean, like, everybody's talented. Everybody works hard. I'm pretty sure I got kicked out of one last night, almost. Can you get kicked out of bars in Nashville? No, uh, I kicked out of Uber. Oh. I, I'm. What is your Uber rating? I don't. I can't have Uber anymore. I have Lyft. So they kicked you off of yeah, Uber? Yeah, I'm, I'm kicked. I'm forever out of Uber. I got in trouble a couple of times because of the mask. And that was what mine went down, because it was like I didn't have a mask or something. But I'd have, like, a, a bandana, but apparently they didn't count that. No, it, it's my mouth. Uh, my mouth with Uber got me in trouble a couple times. Uh, but I get in there and I have fun. And I just... You also oh, here it is. I found it. I found it. I knew I had it saved. I knew I saved this damn thing. Watch this. Would you do that? And like the scene before it, he's passed out on the couch in the rec like in the studio. Beer cans, ashtrays dumped over, coke on the table. Man, I ain't had a heart broke like that in a long time. <laughs> And he, she, she, Tammy says it as she's walking out the door to her producer. She says, fuck you. <laughs> to the producer. I don't think he probably ever told her what the song was. Right. I don't think anybody in their right mind's going to sit there and have that. But you know what? It is awesome that some people know how to, they know how to fuel you. They know yeah. how to get it out of you. The fact that that producer did that to him, he, it got the best out of him. Oh. You know what I mean? That's a horrible way to have God, to do it. Oh, God. <laughs> I ain't. That's what, one of the questions. And then I, she's sitting over there. I'm sure Tammy was doing good at the yeah. time, right? 
And he, and, I, well, and, you, you know, like, and they show it in the show. Like, she battled a drug addiction her entire, like, from probably, I think, uh, 70 until she died. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's bad off. She had a bunch of bad husbands, too. Yeah. She, that first one, that, I think the, she, I don't remember which husband it was that George stole her from, but. Oh, boy. One of the best scenes in the thing is when he steals her. And he brings her up on stage or whatever. And uh, Tammy says, I'm sure y'all have heard some rumors about George going behind somebody's back and stealing me. And George snatches his microphone and he said, I didn't go behind his damn back. I did it to his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that man, it, as bad as it is, like, that's one of my favorite. Like, I mean, like, it's a, it's a super cliche say, saying, but it's true. All's fair in love and war. Like, oh, yeah. you see something and you want it and you, and you know it. Yeah. I mean, man, I don't know nobody nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? My, my, my heart don't know, know nobody nothing. So I, I just got, when it comes to that, I got the one rule of my friends. If you've ever told a woman you love her, she's off limits to me the rest of my life. I'm, I'm just weird about that with my friends. Now, if you're an acquaintance, eh. But if it's a friend, somebody I consider like a brother, I, I can't. Well, I would I would applaud you for at least attempting to not do it. Yeah. Like you're saying in your head, don't even try to see if there's feelings. Yeah, I, you know I, what it's I mean? not it's not worth like if it was you, if it's uh, Lee's dumbass, uh, some of my other buddies I'm really close with. You're I not gonna name no names because you don't want to be held up. Yeah, I don't want to be held. <laughs> yeah, up. held yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get I, you. I, I, no, I mean, there's it's just... not worth. It's not worth losing somebody that I would rather be my buddy the rest of my life. George said, "Did it right in his damn Front face, face boy." Awesome. I was like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> P-I-M-P. boy. Yeah, I'll tell you this though. One the the thing though that she she got choked up on the show and she had she got me. This is Georgia. Okay. She started talking about. Uh, there's a song that George and I was going to tell you this because your wrist. Uh, they did a song together like right before he died. Um, and it's uh, it's called Time and Me. I couldn't remember. Okay. Time and Me. He was, he, I guess he was getting on up in age, um, but they were recording it. And he went into the studio to record. As he's going into the studio, he fell and broke his wrist. Okay. Fell and broke his wrist. And um, it was the only day he could record the song. Like he was going somewhere or whatever. He wouldn't have done it that day. He wasn't going to do it. He went in and still recorded after he fell and broke his wrist walking into the studio. And then somehow he went back in there later on after they recorded it because she was there. And um, she didn't know that he had went back in. And at the very end of the song, he, uh, he threw a I love you, darling, yeah. into the end of it. And she didn't know it until she heard like the, the full finished version. Yeah. And that was another thing that when uh, I, I was the last speaker at my grandfather's funeral. And that's what I was one thing I – that I was so thankful that I had done on my record, I'd let him do the intro yeah. and the outro. And I had, every time he left me a voicemail, I saved him. Because like I said, with this with this dementia, it, it was like we knew it was, we knew yeah. there was gonna be a day. So I was able to save all those things. And I kind of told people like, video your grandparents and stuff so you can see them. Cause I don't want to remember my grandfather those last, that last year, yeah. you know, that ain't, that ain't really him. Yeah. And, I, and I think people get hung up on those and they didn't see, like when I was having to go back to the pictures and stuff, you want to remember the good stuff. So like being able to have that, you know how I, I think about like mothers of some of my friends that passed away young, like how they say they just miss his voice and stuff like that. 
having something as simple as I love you, darling, or whatever you wrote, oh. that's something she'll, she'll, that'll never go away. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's just a little note to self. If you, people out there, you got a chance, video nice you. shit. Video you folks. Well, we're just going to cry today. I'm not crying. I will. That dude singing Grandpa Tell Me About the Good Old Days last night out of nowhere. Mikhail? Boy, that shit. He's got some pipes, don't he? Man, that was a good round last night. Speaking of good rounds, because I'm probably going to put this out uh, tonight, you guys come to Live Oak tomorrow, 2 to 6, to hang out with all of us. First ever, uh, well, it's not first ever, but first ever with the name, the Raising Grace Rounds. Josh Raising Cherry Grace Rounds. Of Josh Terry Podcast. Look at the alliteration on you. I'm good at some things. So you're a, you're a professional podcaster, amateur songwriter, and what was it, tattoo artist? Tattoo artist. Remember on Ricky Bobby, he said, I am oh. a, <laughs> not Ricky Bobby on Talladega Nights, and an amateur tattoo artist. Mediocre lover. <laughs> Mediocre lover. Oh, my God. We're fucking stupid. Um, uh, have you got, like, your hand good enough where you can play anything yet? No, I really do, but... Uh, I can I can send you a song that uh, we just demoed and it was a song that uh, it was kind of like about my grandfather. If you could play it, there okay. might be a little teaser, little teaser, little maybe teaser. maybe if something might be putting out. Yeah, let's end the show with that. Or roll tide, you know, maybe roll tide. Roll tide. Let's do some roll tide since we didn't get to promote that song. Yeah. Uh, that'd be cool. You could play roll tide. You know? How about we do both of them since we talked about uh, dementia? On, well, and yeah, well, maybe we'll do a dementia show one day because when I'm thinking yeah. about doing putting the song out, thinking about doing something that maybe like the proceeds go to. You know, some kind of foundation or something like that. Maybe we'll do another debate. Well, uh, you then know, we can cry. Yeah. Well, I'll help with anything you do with that. Yeah, man. So all the people that's listening to this right now. Um, but, yeah, we got a, we got some people. Uh, what are you going to call this episode? Tree stands and George Jones? I don't know. The Fallen. What, what are... <laughs> fallen. <laughs> what is uh, what's that Alicia Keys song? I keep on falling in and out. Uh, trees with you. <laughs> uh, if it's not, if it's not, if I get a vote, I want it to be called Tree Stands and or the, something in George Jones. Okay, what will we call it? Uh, yeah, I, I would like I've had choices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I really want to do. I want to get everybody together one day and us get like just just a good enough buzz and how. We did that one show last year, I think like in March, to where we all played uh, like our favorite classic songs or whatever. Yeah. But I want to invite Georgette and just everybody play George Jones songs for her. Dude. She already, please, please, please. Yeah, like she, and she, she And she would appreciate it. She wouldn't, yeah. you know, like some people, like, well, some people don't want to be like, you know, I would assume Johnny Cash's son wouldn't want to just, he probably gets tired of Johnny Cash songs. You yeah. know what I mean? But she would embrace it, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think she'd love the idea. Okay. Yeah. She and we could pick like them good ones. Yeah. You know, I think the whole I, neighborhood knows. I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually, because yeah. I think that that would mean a lot to several of us. I'm gonna message her when we get done with this, because you, Brian, Kimberly Lee. What about Brian last night? Good she not God. Out? Shout out to my friend Brian Young. Kimberly Atwood literally said it last night. If Brienne Young don't make it when her EP drops, I don't know. I don't know who can. 
But I don't know if she writes country music. She might be. It might be hard for her to get it's her. It's gonna be deal. hard to be on country radio. Yeah, country songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she writes country music. Well, I, mean, I don't know how she's gonna make honest, it a country radio. Honestly, we joke about the radio. I don't really <laughs> care about the radio. Who listens to the radio? They listen to podcasts and yeah. and playlists and stuff like that. But it's like so. Like I got a text this morning, and it said one of my songs was being played in a tractor supply. So I don't know if that's just somebody's Spotify thing or if yep. it got on like a tractor supply playlist. But like, those are what get you to be able to try to get your songs out of there, yeah. so you can start putting asses in seats and get on the road. Like, I'd love to go on tour with Brianna and Kimberly. Like, would that not be a crazy show? But it's like until somebody realizes how badass they are, nobody realizes how badass. You know what they are. we need to do? We uh, and but to my point on it. Yeah. Yesterday when we looked at Brian's numbers. His analytics, it was zero, 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 zero million. Yeah. I mean, there. it's not – I was like, so, so do you know what that means to me, Brian? It's not a slow – it's not that little bell curve or that little slow go up or slow rise as your – maybe as your career went on, you got better. No, you were always a million good. Yeah. It just took that – somebody Some one. hearing it. And it's and like – Well, I heard Laney Wilson say the other day, it's a 10-year town. But I think that's what like anybody that actually pays their dues on anything though. It takes a long time to get to where you're going. It doesn't mean you're not good the entire time. Right. It just takes the one time, the right place, the right person to hear you, the right thing being shared, and it gives you validation for those ten years or however long you put into it. But once you get there and people acknowledge it's like even the show right now. For some reason our numbers are doubling damn near every week. And it, it doesn't make sense because I'm not putting out any other shows. Uh, the same amount of shows are getting put out. It's the same kind of content. I haven't done anything different. There's not people coming on that are any different. It's the same fucking shit. Yeah. But, well, it's but, just like, like people were saying with TikToks or something maybe, that sometimes they post the, the video, they'll post it multiple yeah. times, and one time it gets nothing, and then finally it blows up, and it was the same thing. It's like the fucking right thing. You've right been time. doing the same content yeah, the whole it's time. Fucking when Brian told me that last night, I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> It, it makes no sense. This is a it's rigged. Yeah, it makes no fucking sense. Well, that, if you figure out TikTok, I, I think I, I am at least gonna just start doing whatever I want to do on there. I get I don't man, think it matters. TikTok takes down everything I post because you you hunt. But I mean, it's not even bad pictures. Like like I'll make a video you got with sensitive sallies in this world that don't like <laughs> to see blood on animals. <laughs> I had a bucket of fish, not a bucket, an ice chest full of fish. Yeah, it was a, that me and Rance had caught, and they took it down. I'm like, how is fish on ice offensive? It said it said violent content is what it's called. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm not that violent. There's no worse than fucking eating a fish fillet. So you it's real fish. I'm gonna tell you the fun that we're gonna end on a good joke. Okay. okay. So the best joke I got told about me falling. We were down, I had my surgery, and I didn't have anybody to cook, clean, do any of that stuff for me. So I was like, my friends are going down to the duck camp. If I go down there, at least I know they'll have meals. I'll, you know, if I need something, I got some help, whatever. So we're down there, we're getting some fuel, and there's this old Cajun man. Uh, he runs a, a seafood place right on the water, but you can buy gas and ice and stuff from him. And uh, he said, look, and I had my cast and all on, or my, my sling and all on, and he goes, don't look like you're going to be reeling any fish in. I said, yeah, that's what happened last time. I said, I caught too many. He said, you serious? I said, I said no. Nah. 
I said, I fell out of a tree stand. I, it hurt me. He said, no, nah, it wasn't the fall. It hurt you. It was that sudden stop. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me there. Yeah. You got me there. That's good. Well, uh, I appreciate you uh, hanging out with me a little bit and bringing beer, and I appreciate you coming and helping me host the show tomorrow. Yeah. And maybe if your wrist ain't hurting too bad, maybe gonna, we can get you I'm going to try to play Ace on tomorrow. Okay. But if you just do that roll tide and y'all stream right. it, share it, send it to some famous Alabama players or something. Yeah. You know, the one year I need Alabama in a national championship, well, I, they get know, the playoff I, wrong. No, they got it right. Nah, man. Alabama yeah. should have been in there, bro. I Why, need, so they could just lose to Georgia? It would have been fine with me. I just needed the song. I needed oh, them yeah, in yeah. there. Well. Get, I'm an Auburn fan. Get the joke. Oh, yeah. That's Alabama right. loses two games, and I'm disappointed in them. <laughs> that's how good Alabama is. Everybody's pissed this year. They lost two games. Well, uh, I hope they lose a lot more next year. But anyway, see y'all at Live Oak Wednesday, January the 18th, 2 to 6. And uh, y'all go download all of Mr. Dustin Heron's music, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you for hanging out. Appreciate you.